The Klaivis Kaf. The Klaivis Kaf. Yes. The name of the parish is Vayera. Vayera, of course, is a very interesting parish which tells us about the inner workings, a little bit, of Avram Avinu, who is supposedly uh, the person who, who uh, was able to understand more than other people. Right? And so there are several stories that are told. The appearance of the angels, the Avram Avinu, the three angels who came, the story of stone, overturning stone by Mora, uh, Akedat Yitzchak, I mean, all of this is in, the, in this parasha. It's all in this parasha of... Uh, what I'd like to look at is the reaction that Avram Avinu had to the news that HaKadosh Baruch had decided to destroy Sodom. <laughs> right? That's what I'm interested in. And that's found at the bottom of the first, of the, on the right side of the page. Bereshit Per Gyudchet. Just the, just the Psukim. We'll learn the Rashi later. Vayifnu Bishaba Anashim. Anashim, you know, are the angels. Right? At least the way we understand it. The angels Vayilchu Sodoma. They were on their way to Sodom. Avraham odenu omeid lifnei Hashem. I mean, this is a, these are words that demand some kind of thinking. Uh, he, Avraham was still standing before Kodesh Baruch It was even in the time of Avraham Avinu, even in the time of Avraham Avinu, where there were no specific places for meeting up with Kodesh Baruch Hu. Um, so it was a meeting, God, the Malachim, and Avram Avinu. The Malachim leave, and Avram Avinu is still, is still talking to God. Avram Avinu is still talking to God. So then it, it says, Pasuk uh, Gimel, Vayigash Avraham Vayomer, Ha'av Tisped Sadiq Imrasha. So Avram Avinu assumes a position of justice. Right? Aravidu says, it can't be. What can't be? That God would destroy the righteous along with the, uh, with the wicked. Ha'av tispeh, tispeh means to destroy, to do away with. Sadikim rasha. Is there no distinction? As though Aravidu is saying to Kodesh Baruch there's got to be somebody in Sodom who doesn't deserve to be destroyed, right? Then, maybe there are 50 righteous in the city. Will you do away with them? And you won't bear that place. In other words, let them go free. So, so, so uh, what's the assumption behind the question that if there are 50 tzaddikim, God will destroy the 50 tzaddikim along with the rishaim? Right? Something that is odd. Let's say odd. Okay? Ulay yesh chamishim tzaddikim bitoch ha'yev tispeh v'loy tisal ha'makol l'man chamishim tzaddikim asher b'kirbo And then Avram Avinu makes, judges God. You see? And he says in Pasuk Chavei, Chalila lecha, which I think means 
please, don't do this. You can't do this. You, you are the source of justice. So you can't do this. Chalila lecha. How could it be that you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are going to destroy the righteous and the, and the wicked? And you will have established some sort of principle, which is that the righteous and the wicked, they, they're in it together. They're in it together. So if the wicked have to be punished, the righteous will be punished along with them. And then the Pasuk says again, Chalilalach. Chalilalach. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Right? It's funny, right? What? I think so. Chalilalach. Hashofet kol ha'aretz lo yaseh mishpat. It was I, Avram Avinu, know that you are the source of justice. Shafet kol ha'aretz. How can you do something that's unjust? So Avram Avinu has this whole series of assumptions, right? God is the source of justice, but Avram Avinu knows what justice is, and therefore he can attack God based on the principle of a shofet kol ha'aretz. Could it be that Eloi said Because then... I mean, you could say it in sort of like in a, uh, 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 like a, little, a, a lighter way. You say, here, yeah, Avraham Vidu says, I spent my whole life spreading the word that you are just, and here you are acting unjustly. This Avraham Vidu is assuming for himself some sort of knowledge that, which he uses to attack God. That's what that's what it says. Shemekol arts lo yaseh mishpat. Vayoma Hashem el im em sabes stom chamishim tzadikim mitocha im and the tzadik lecholam machom bavurav. It's as though it's as though uh, the 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 possibility if I find fifty tzadikim in the city of stone, I will bear the entire place bavurav. The opposite of what you say, Abba. You say that if there are maybe 50 righteous people but all the rest of the people are wicked that I'll destroy the righteous and the wicked together but I say to you if there are 50 righteous people I will spare the wicked that's, what, that's, that's the response so that the chidush that Avram Avinu that Avram Avinu learned which obviously he didn't know that it was what did Avram Avinu want to do he wanted to save the 50 righteous. He didn't want to save the whole city of Sodom. He wasn't arguing with God about that. He was arguing with God about the 50 righteous people that might be in Sodom. So he said, so if you destroy the city of Sodom, you're going to destroy these 50 people also? I didn't hear from the angels that they have some kind of fire, a fire company that is going to save everybody else. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Avraham Avinu, if I find 50 tzaddikim in stone, new principle, the whole city will be saved. Will be saved. The whole city will be saved. So that Avraham Avinu, I mean, this is why I, I read these psukim. Avraham Avinu, let HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, I know something about mishpat. I know something about mishpat. If you kill the 50 people for no reason, other than the fact that they're living in in Sodom, there's something wrong with that. that. That's not what I was selling 
when I went around to all, all of the goyim in the area and told them that God is just. I wasn't selling that. So HaKadosh Baruch says to Abraham, not only that, I'm telling you a new principle, that if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom, no one will get killed. So this is the point that we are interested in learning about. So in order to do that, I want to spend a little bit of time looking at the Rambam. See the Rambam, that long passage at the top of the page, is the Rambam, Perak Aleph in Hilchot Avodah where the Rambam makes this marvelous, sums up history of the world, you know, marvelous, marvelously. Marvelous is not a word that has anything to do with right or wrong. It's just marvelous, you know. It's, it's like you read uh, Paradise Lost. You don't have to, like, check it out <laughs> to see if, if all the sources are correct or not. But it's just a marvelous Christomathy. Uh, so so we'll, we'll learn it a little bit. Learn a little bit. First thing that the Rambam does is try to explain how it might be that idolatry came into a world with God, right? Which is the world of Adam and Chava and Shait and Enoch. I mean, it's a world in which God plays a very prominent role. God is there. God is in the world. So how could idolatry possibly come into that world? So the Rambam says, Vimei Enosh. Enosh is the son of Shait. Shait was the son of Adama Rishon. Right? Adama and Chava had two sons, Cain and Hevel. They didn't turn out so well. At a later date, they had a third son, and the third son's name was Shait, Shin Taf. Shait had a son whose name was Enosh, and Enosh knew his grandfather. In other words, Adama Rishon was still alive when Enosh was alive. And Adama Rishon, Adama Rishon knew about God. He walked with God. He talked to God. He, they, they, he knew. He, he, he had no difficulty with the idea of God. Rambam says, This is how it all starts. The, the Rambam says, the Rambam says, <coughs> In the time of Enosh, ta'u b'nei ha'adam ta'ut g'dolah. That's uh, the first thing you have to say. What does the Rambam mean when he says ta'u ta'ut g'dolah? Which in Hebrew or translated means they made a mistake, a very big mistake. Right now the Rambam is writing, is writing these words. He's not acting them out. Right? He's not speaking for the public. So when you write something, and you write something unnecessary, our tendency is always to say, well, why did he say, why couldn't he just say, why couldn't he say, ta'u b'nei ha'adam? Why does he say, ta'u, ta'ut g'dolah? What's a ta'ut g'dolah? What's a ta'ut g'dolah? What's a ta'ut g'dolah? And a ta'ut v'nivarat sa'at chachmei oto ador, and the wise people of the generation would not accept it, the wisdom. And Enosh, right again, Enosh, 
the grandson of Adam Arishon, was one of those who made this terrible mistake. And then the Rambam said, this is what they, this was their mistake. so what was Avodat Ko? How did Avodat Ko get into the world, according to the Rambam? Because people looked at the world that God had created, and they saw that God had delegated certain authority in the created world to things that were created, so that the sun was given the authority over life, and the moon was given authority over tides, right? We could say that today, right? That doesn't negate science. That's what science says. And, uh, okay, they had ideas about the, about the stars, the constellations, and what, you know, what they meant. So they said, they, meaning the people at the time, they said, God would be pleased if we give homage to those things in the universe that have power. Why did God give them power? Because God wanted us to notice and God wanted us to react. God wanted us to respond. And so they started, uh, 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 again, you have to understand that they served God. Nobody wanted to dethrone God. They just said, God wants us to worship the sun or God wants us to worship the moon. And so we'll do it. We'll do it a little bit. And then it got out of hand. They got out of hand and people became, you know, experts at, uh, at worshiping the moon or experts worshiping the sun. And so because they were experts, because they were, they, they were experts, they built these temples. I mean, so they had real, real idolatry. It, had, it started to have halachas and it started to have dinim. And that's what, that's what happened. So then the Rambam says, I'm on the end of the fifth line. It's not that they said that there is no God, that, that something changed in that regard. And they never said that this star in the sun, you know, that's why people, they know about stars, right? That's why in the ancient world, well, we still call the, you know, collections of stars, what do we call them? Yeah, we call them constellations, but you know, it goes back to the ancient world. Because when they looked, they were looking because they thought they would find something. That's why they were looking. So they found Cassiopeia, but that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for something meaningful. And they were able to do that because they had a lot of spare time. What? And no streetlights. No streetlights, no movies, no nothing. So they sat out in the, in, the, in the outside and they looked at the heavens. It was a great idea. Oh, she, did you see the moon last night? Mm. Yes. Yeah. 
You know that song, I see the moon and the moon sees me? So you see, when the Rambam said ta'u ta'ut gedolah, my understanding of that is that you can't enter the, the kasha. It's not, you can't prove otherwise. For emphor in the kasha is like they say in yeshiva, so they say, you can't, it's, it's such a good kasha that it has no answer. What's the good kasha? The good kasha was, didn't God want us to serve the moon? So everybody agrees that the moon has power over the tides. Everybody agrees with that. So that what could your response possibly be? What, what, what's the answer? There is no answer. That's a ta'ud gedolah. And that's why you could say that this parak, this chapter of the Rambam, Nilchot Avodah is an introduction to the Torah. The Torah, the Torah was not given to Adam Arishon. It wasn't given until much later to B'nai Yisrael, to B'nai Yisrael at Har Sinai. Why wasn't the Torah given? Why was the Torah given to Adam Arishon? Because history had to prove to us that we needed the Torah. That if the Torah had not given us the, 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 the boundaries and the parameters of religious life, we would have messed up. Because we are slaves to logic. And logic tells us that you could worship all kinds of things. And that's why, in spite of the fact that we have the Torah, that's not, I mean, it's why. But it may be that, in spite of the fact that we have the Torah, we have allowed over the generations all kinds of strange things to creep in that are maybe idolatrous in nature, and you know that from time to time. There's like a movement to get rid of them. There's different movements to get rid of. And then there are things, you know, there are things in the, the liturgy, for example, that are, that are very strange, though we won't go into that now. Allah Bet. You see Allah Bet. Allah Aleph is about the origins of idolatry. Allah Bet. And then as a result, there were false prophets. So halacha bet is about the spread of idolatry, right? The spread of idolatry in the world, and you know, very similar to the way religions are spread. Now let's skip the halacha gimel. You look, you see where it says at the beginning of the line, it says halacha gimel. Now, if you go back from halacha uh, uh, gimel, you go back from the halacha gimel, uh, again, one, two, three lines. Uh, okay. That's how far they got. 
They got to the point where people were willing to say, all there is is the moon and the sun and the stars. There, there is really no God. That is the God, right? That, but that took a long time. It took a long time to happen according to the, to the Rambam. In other words, the world sank to the, a very low level according to the Rambam. And even the Rambam, even the Rambam who is not a Kabbalist but was very much a rationalist, would have agreed that we were in jeopardy. The world was in jeopardy because people didn't know anything about God. They lost this ability. God. There wasn't a person in the world who knew anything about God. Right? These are the people that the Rambam said kept the world going. I know that that's what the Rambam means, and I'll prove it to you shortly. But they were these people, special people. Hanoch, we talked about Hanoch. And Metushelach, we didn't talk about Metushelach. Noach, we talked about. Shem Eva were the ones who had a yeshiva, right, where the, where the ideas of the Torah were taught. Valderech zeh ayah olam olechom itgalgel. Olechom itgalgel. Olechom itgalgel. The world just went along with all of this. It got worse and worse and worse. Ad shenolad amudo shel olam v'hu Avraham Avinu. So all of the history, all the history of the world, right, is the history of man jeopardizing his own existence, right? That's what we did. Migdal Bavel, Mabul, and 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 it was almost gone. The world was almost gone because even though there was a covenant with Noah that the world would not end in a mabul, but that doesn't mean, as the Rambam says in the Moran Nebuchim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I will under no circumstances destroy the world. That's not correct. So this statement, What's Amudo Shel Olam? It's the Amud, the pillar, which supports the world, right? A kind of an atlas idea, right? You know, atlas with the world on its back. That's what the, what? Um, but right with the line before Gimel, where it says halacha Gimel, the line before that. What? So in other words, Avraham Avinu changed the course of history. Until Avram Avinu, we were going down and down and more involved in idolatry and more involved in idolatry. And here and there, there was a person who had some awareness of the presence of God, but it was all disappearing. One person came along and saved the creation. Saved the grave. He turned it around. He turned something around. That's Amudoshel Olam. Avraham Avinu. And then Halachagimu. K 
כיוון שנגמר איתן זה, remember we learned the, uh, what the Shem Mishmuel says about איתן זה, yes, איתן, and the word איתן means strong, powerful, sturdy, right, all of those things. Now it's true that Amram Vinu is called איתן in a paragraph in Tehillim, but when the Rambam says it, he says it fits in with his idea of Amudo Shel Olam, right, the pillar upon which the world rests, the pillar that is strong enough and solid enough to ensure that the creation will not be destroyed. weaned. When this Eitan is weaned, the Rambam says that, that Avram Avinu was like an autodidact. He, 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 he was thinking day and night by Yatamiya. How could it be that the earth goes around but there's no one who made it go around? You know, you ever hear that proof of, uh, of God? That's such a great proof. But, but the Rambam applies that to Avram Avinu. How could it be that there's a world and nobody set it into motion? How could, how could that be? Oh, me is able to. It's not possible that the world would dray itself around. He didn't have a teacher. He was, he was planted in the place called Ur Kastim. And, and all around him were only idolaters. The Rambam editorial note, they're all stupid. Raviv, <laughs> his father and his mother, but his heart was, was, was wandering around The Rambam says it. This is enough. As I say, uh, well, I'll read it again because I think it's so exciting. <laughs> so he was thinking. Avram Avinu was thinking. You imagine that. I mean, that's a philosopher, right? Philosophers don't do what, the, what somebody taught them. You know, the Rambam's hero was Aristotle. Aristotle was a, think, a thoughtful person. And most of the things that Aristotle thought, the Rambam thought were great. So the Rambam says about Avram Avinu, you have to, he says, you have to remember he didn't have a teacher. He didn't have a Rebbe. And everybody around him was crazy. They were all idolaters. His mother was an idolater. His father was an idolater. Chazal say his father sold the idols. I mean, that's really crazy. So, so then he says, he says, Libo Mishotet. His heart was moving around, hither and yon, right? Mishotet umevin. And things become clearer and clearer to him. Ad sheisig derech ha'emet vehevin kavatzedek mitfunato hanechona. Translation, until he understood the way of truth. Now you know the truth, emet, the word emet, is a synonym for Torah. Just as Torah 
is a synonym for truth. There's some very strong relationship between the idea of truth and the idea of Torah, and the Rambam certainly knew that. And what he says here that Avraham Avinu on his own, on his own, was able to achieve the Derech HaEmet. You know that the, Chacho, that the Chazal say that the Avot kept Taryag Mitzvot. They kept the Taryag Mitzvot. How come they say, why they say that? What do they think, we're stupid? We're not stupid. We know that they didn't keep Taryag Mitzvot. Why do they say they kept their Taryag Mitzvot? I mean, I mean, if you can say something fantastic, you should say something that's close, that's like believable. Not that it's not, not believable. So why did they say they kept Taryag Mitzvot? Because Avram Avinu was the person who understood the Derech HaEmet. In other words, he was able to intuit what God wants. It doesn't mean that he shook a lulav on Sukkot. It means that the totality of his persona was dedicated to, the, the, to God in a manner, in a manner that somebody who has the Torah and does all the mitzvot should aspire to. That's what, that's what it means. But what I want to point to you is, right, what I want to point out to you is that he uses this word, derech ha'emet and kavat tzedek. Kavat tzedek, there's a line. One side of the line is just, and the other side of the line is, is unjust. So I say to you that according to the Rabbah, when Avram Avinu came to HaKadosh Baruch when Avram Avinu came to HaKadosh Baruch and said to HaKadosh Baruch how can you do this? It's not just. So according to the Rambam, that means that Avram Avinu's discovery of God, or rediscovery of God, Avram Avinu's rediscovery of God was connected, was connected to the fact that he discovered tzedek. That's what he, he discovered. He, he, he understood that tzedek, that righteousness and truth have to have a source. They have to come from someplace. And that the source that they come from was, was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And once you recognize that, you can get more and more of it. Because you know that connecting yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to kind of enhance your ideas that are connected to Emet and Tzedek. And because of that, even though the Rambam doesn't say what I'm saying now, I mean, I'm just saying it because it seems to me uh, reasonable, a reasonable conclusion that when Avram Avinu came to HaKadosh Baruch and he said Tzedek, Tzedek which brought me to where I am standing before HaKadosh Baruch that's why I'm standing before HaKadosh Baruch because I realized that the Tzedek can only come from God and not from the sun or the moon or the stars I realized that and therefore my concept of Tzedek is being tested I can't believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would kill the tzaddikim with the rishaim, with the rishaim. That's what, that's what it says. <coughs> okay. Why didn't he have that reaction with the Kedah Yitzhak? It was a test. But it, it, was, it was not just. It's the end of the parasha. We're not doing that now. <laughs> But I want to look at the end of the rap. No, no, I mean, it's a question. I, I agree. Uh, I, I don't mean to... Uh, it's a question. You know. In, in, in other words, uh, let's look at the end. Uh, look at the end. At the end of the Ramah. <coughs> you see where it says, Yaakov Avinu, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines from the bottom. Seven lines from the bottom, the second word on the line. Yaakov Avinu, right? He's gone through Avram and Yitzchak. He's talking about the, the foundation, the foundation of, of the world, right? How this is working out. Avram Avinu is Amud Allah, but he's one person. How did that one person become a nation? So Yaakov Avinu, Lamad Banav Kulam, Limeid Banav Kulam, he taught his sons, Vivdil Levi, and he said, he said it's not, this is not written in the Chumash, what the Rambam says. It's in Chazal, but it's not written in the Chumash. I mean, Chumash is the primary source for Jewish history, certainly in the book of Bereshit at the beginning of Shemot. I mean, there's a lot of Jewish history there, but the Rambam says that Yaakov Avinu, Limeid Banav Kulam, Vivdil Levi, he separated the tribe of Levi, his son Levi, Uminahu Rosh, and he appointed him in charge. Yeshiva, and he put him into a yeshiva in Levi. Hashem to learn the way of God. mitzvot Abraham, and to keep the mitzvot that Abraham Avinu kept. So is there, what were the mitzvot that Abraham Avinu kept? We know that he. Mila and uh, and whatever else, you know, whatever else he kept, but the main mitzvah that he kept as a mitzvah was Mila. Vilishmar mitzvot Abraham. Vitziva et banav shelo yafsiku mi bnei levi mimone mimone achar mimone kedei sheloti shakach alimud. And he put the tribe of Levi in charge of Talmud Torah. And he told all the other brothers, whatever happens, you have to make sure that the children of Levi and the children of the children of Levi will continue to have this job of sitting and learning, sitting and learning Torah. When, uh, well, it, this got stronger and stronger with the sons of Levi and those who came and were associated with them. When I said, "Ba'olam uma and in this way there was created a nation that knew God. In what way? That in the nation there was this group of people called Bnei Levi who studied Torah exclusively. And they set the tone. And even the other people who did not uh, study Torah exclusively, they were influenced by the fact that Levi was there. Right? Shehi yodat Hashem ad sharchu hayamim li Yisrael b'mitzrayim until B'nai Yisrael had spent a lot of time in Egypt, right? Hundreds of years as slaves. Ve'achazru l'ilmod ma'aseihem so all of the Jews, all of the sorry, all of the Jews of Mitzrayim enslaved in Mitzrayim, as Chazal say it, that they that they were strongly influenced by the idolatry in Mitzrayim. And when they when just on the eve of of their being freed by Moshe Rabbeinu, they were in a very precarious situation. 
and, and they were on the verge of destruction. But Shevet Levi remained true to the mitzvot of the avot. And for the Rambam, that means knowing and understanding about God and what God wanted in the world, etc. Right? And they never served idolatrous, an idolatrous uh, service. Kimat Kat. Kimat Kat. It was just an instant away, the Rambams. Kimat means almost, and Kat is like Katan. Like, an, like a very small almost. It's just about going to happen. Haya Haikar Sheshatal Avraham Neekar. And it was just that close to Avram Avinu's Chidush. Uh, uh, being usurped once again. And we were on the verge of all of the sons of Yaakov in Mitzrayim going to that ta'ut that took place at the time of Enosh. Remember Enosh? Ta'ut ta'ut they were able to defend the beginnings of idolatry, right? And then also in Mitzrayim, what happened was they, that B'nai Israel were that close, were that close to losing it, to becoming like Enosh. Umeavat Hashem Otanu. The Rambam has no other explanation. Umeavat Hashem Otanu. God's love for us. And because HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept his promise, the oath that he made to Avram Avinu, Asa Moshe Rabbeinu Rabban Shel Kol HaNeviyim Ushilacho. Imagine the Rambam, he has no other way of explaining the world's history or Jewish history except by saying those words, Asa, Asa, Moshe Rabbeinu Rabban Shalom. So what does Asa mean? Like, like God created him. God created Moshe Rabbeinu. So we know that the story of the birth and the early life of Moshe Rabbeinu is told in the Torah. The Rambam says, the Rambam says, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It didn't make any sense. It was almost the Jewish people almost did not get started. And then HaKadosh Baruch saved us by sending Moshe Rabbeinu Kevad Shinit Rabbeinu Hashem Rabbeinu Hashem Yisrael in Nachala He says since Moshe Rabbeinu was a prophet Shinit Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu Vachar Hashem Yisrael in Nachala and he chose B'nai Yisrael as being his inheritance Hechtiran B'mitzvot He gave them the crown of mitzvot V'odiyam and he told them how to serve God. So you see, you see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in an act of chesed, sent Moshe Rabbeinu to save us and to save us from Mitzrayim to Har Sinai. And Har Sinai, we received, as I said before, we received the the basic plan of how to avoid the ta'ut, 
how to avoid the ta'ut gedola and how to avoid the ta'ut pachol gedola. Right, how to get involved, how to avoid getting involved in idolatry. That's what, that's what the, the Ramam says. So now if I read the Pesukim again, I don't want to read them, but I just look at this last Pesuk here. Pesuk Hafei, on the same page. Pesuk Hafei, Chalila Lecha. Avraham Avinu says to Baruch Hu, I know, I know what Tzedek is, I know what Emet is, and my knowledge, but it's it's emet, my understanding of emet and tzedek that brought me, that brought me to the service of God. I mean, that's what that's what happened. So if that's what brought me to the service of God, I mean, it must be true. It must be true. And therefore, I say to God, I say to God, Chalila lecha, me'asot kadavar azel rasha. There would be no difference between the tzaddik and the rasha if you destroy the city of Sodom and the 50 righteous people. So it means being righteous doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to you. And that's something that I know is wrong. He says it twice in that pasuk, the second time. Is it possible that God who, in my understanding of God, is Hashofet Kol Haaretz. He is the ultimate judge, and the ultimate judge must produce emet, which is the truth, even though uh, we can't always do that, right? We, in the world, it's not always easy to produce an ultimate truth for anybody who's ever had anything to do with a Beit Mishpat or a Beit Din. It's not, it's not an easy thing, but for God, it should be an obvious thing. And for Moshe, for Avram Avinu, it was obvious that the 50 tzaddikim should not be, should not be destroyed. So, we're up to the last, we're up to the last uh, source, up to the last source. The last source is a Gibari Kedushin. You see it? Mm-hmm. I have to skip the Rashi. We don't have time, but we do have time. We have to learn the Gibari Kedushin. Toner you see that? Yeah. Torah Rabbanon means it's a Tanaitic statement. Lo'olam yirei adam atzvo ki'ilu chetzio chaya v'chetzio zakai. If you've ever learned the Rabbah Mechos Tshuva, so you may have heard of this. A person should always see himself as being on the 50-50 mark. You know, 50% of what I did was good, and 50% of what I did was bad, and I have this opportunity. I have this opportunity. What's the opportunity? Asa mitzvah achat, ashrav, all you do, you do one mitzvah, you, you changed your whole, the prognosis has changed. But if you transgress, right? one, one sin can, pre, can make you lose a lot of good things. That's the explanation of the Pasuk. That's the first time of Rabbanon. Rabbi Lazar Rab Shimon Omer, a new idea. Rabbi Lazar Rab Shimon, So he says this odd thing. Let's say you, you're in a community, you're an individual, but you're also part of a community. 
So as an individual, he agrees with the previous statement that you do a good thing, you could save yourself. You do a bad thing, you might destroy yourself. But he says more than that, you're part of a community. And the community should also be seen as, as being in that 50-50 kind of situation. Will the community live or will the community die? So if you do a mitzvah, you can save not only yourself, but you could save the whole community because the whole community is also going to be measured in the same way. That's the statement of Rabbi Lozim Rav Shimon. Mitzvah achat. Ashrav shakriyat atzpol v'et kol ha'olam l'kav schut. Avar avera achat. Oilo. That's a terrible thing if he transgressed. He's destroying himself and he's destroying Okay, that's what, it, that's what he says. Let's go on. Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai Omer. You see, it's Ben Yochai is six lines from the bottom of the Gemara. Six lines from the bottom of the Gemara. Afilu tzadik amur kol yamav umarav b'achrona ibedet ha-rishonot that if you were always righteous but at the end you became a rasha, you lost all your righteousness. Shedemar tzidkat ha-tzadik lo tzileno biyom pisho that you can't rely on your righteousness in the past. Even if somebody who was a Russia all his days, and then he does tshuva at the end of his days, then you, you accept him for what he is now, and you don't mention his wickedness of the past, etc. So this, this is a Gemara. This is a Gemara that has several ideas about how tshuva, schuyot, avonot, apply themselves to the individual and also to the community. And if the individual is part of the community, so how would that affect the community if you did a good thing, you did a bad thing? That's all, that's in this Gemara in, in, uh, in Kedushin. And the Rambam quotes this Gemara in Hilchot Tshuva. The Rambam thought this Gemara was very important and in the third parak of Hilchot Tshuva, he basically restates it in his, uh, in, in his Hebrew. Now, I wanted to take, to take a note, we won't be able to go through it all, but a little bit. The Sefer Makne, the Masechet Kedushin. Sefer Makne is a commentary on Masechet Kedushin, which Makne is like, uh, Kedushin starts with the with the statement that Isha Niknate Bishloshadra, right? The word Niknate, which sounds like it means to purchase, is the word that's used in Halacha to describe Kiddushin. But it doesn't mean that the women are purchased, because they are not. Because if you've ever been to a Jewish wedding, the, the purchase price is paid by a very inexpensive ring, usually. And no one would sell themselves for that inexpensive ring. And so, it doesn't mean what you think it means. It just means 
It means that the halachic process that is similar to what is happening is the kinyan. But the reason that the kinyan works is because the husband, the groom, and the bride wanted to work. They both have to intend that this should happen. And if they intend that this should happen, then they are married. But not because she got a ring. Yes? So why did he give a ring? Mm-hmm. Why, did, why did he give a ring at a Jewish wedding? Not bad. I always have to compliment my daughter. Otherwise, I get it when I go home. No, almost. What is there at a chuppah besides the chatar and the kala? Eidim. Eidim, good. Eidim. So what are Eidim? What are Eidim? Eidim are people who see something. And then later on you could say, did that happen? And they say yes. So later on the question is, were they married? Now the Eidim, in order to say yes, they can't say, they can't say, well, we know what they were thinking. Or we know what their kavanah was at the time. Because you can't be a witness on kavanah. But you can be a witness on an action. So the chatan says to the kalah, I want to marry you, you want to marry me? Yes. And he gives us something which indicates to the edim what it is that was happening. And that's not exactly, that's not opinion. That's a statement of intention. But we call it, that's what we call it. So why did I tell you this? Because he wrote, Pilchas Alevi Horowitz wrote a Sefer on Kedushin, of a Kedushin called Sefer Matne. That's what it's called. It's a line-by-line practical commentary of this man who was a tremendous Talmud And I told you the last time we learned his commentary on Chumash, which is called Panim Yafot, the last time we, that he was a Talmud of, he, Pichas Alevi Horowitz, was a Talmud of Magid. the Magid Mimezrich. Thank you. The, the great Magid, right? The great Magid. And he had an older brother whose name was Shmelka. Shmelka, you know, in the, the, they like to do that to Hebrew names. His name was Shmuel. His older brother, who was also a Talmud of the Magad Mezrich, two great scholars who became turncoats and became Hasidim. You know, so, uh, and they were Rabbanim. They were both Rabbanim in the different cities. Because Levihar was a rabbin. Germany. He did not make everybody into a chassid, but they all loved him because he was a nice man. So he says this. He says this in the Sefer Makna. He says, Venire, the after Koamar Hocha Shemachria et Kol Haolam Kulola Kav Chova. He says, even though Rabbi Lazar said that if the one guy in the community does a bad thing, they're all going to get zapped. Right? That's what he said. He says, It could be in a situation the whole world is going to go under. 
the Midat Hadid. You can see that he can't take it. He can't believe that there could ever be a situation where one person could destroy the world. I mean, how could that be? So he says, Hainu the Midat Hadid, who came? He says, yes, in some kind of theoretical Midat Hadid. This is true. Aval Midat Chesed. But Chesed. Who? This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees, that most of the people in the world deserve the maximum punishment. So he says, he says, God then says, no, no, let me take the tzaddikim out of the cheshbon. I'm going to put them away on the side. In order to give them the merit that they deserve. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. And this is what Avram Avinu meant to say. Or, or said. Chalila lecha la mitzadikim rasha. Chalila lecha. Rotzeloma. How did Abba to say such a thing? Even if most of the people in the community in the city of Sodom are Rashaim, he should judge the Tzadikim on his own, on their own. And then Abba Vidu said, Could it be that the Shofet, that the judge, of all of the world is not going to do a prop, make a proper judgment. Salomar, this is what he said. What Avram Avinu said, I will be Shodan Kol Haolam. Even though God is judging the world, Veruban Mishaim Mikol Makom Reuilo Shelo Limnoa Mishpat Hatov Min Hatzadik Kefima Asav. So you see. The Ponim Yofos, the Makna, Pichas Alevi, it says, this is what's happening. This is what the conversation is about. There's Midas Hadin and Midas HaChesed. And Avraham Avinu thought when the angels told him that they were going to go and destroy the city of stone, that HaKadosh Baruch was operating according to Midat Hadin. He never thought he never thought that, that, that there was no reason or no rationale to God's position. It's just that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu, who in, in Kabbalistic thought is equal to which Svira? Avram Avinu? Chesed. Chesed. What do you mean Avram Avinu Chesed? It means Avram Avinu brought Chesed into the world. Right? He made chesed a possibility. So Aram Ravina is saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, chesed is also mishpat. Mishpat is not just, is not just emet. It's also tzedakah or tzedek. And that's chesed. That's what the Rambam said. That Aram Ravina understood that in order for the world to exist, there have to be this kind of double kind of justice system. That has to be the letter of the law and they have to be taken into account somehow the people involved 
who are not able always to live up to the standard of the level of the level of the law. So Avram thought that Hakadosh Baruch that the angels, when the angels came, he said we're going to destroy a stone. They meant did that. That's the that that's the din. They're all wicked except for a few, and they're all going to they're all going to go. And Avram Avinu, who is Chesed, who brought the Chesed into the world, says to Hakadosh Baruch there's also Chesed. There's also Chesed, and Hakadosh Baruch said yes, Einochinami. There's also chesed. I didn't, that, that what the angels meant was the city would be destroyed, but the righteous would be saved. And in fact, in fact, this lesson was taught to us, was taught to us about, about God's position in this matter in a, in a, with a city that had no righteous people in it. Even, even Lot, who was ultimately saved, and his family, and it's hard to say, that he caught it sort of like lives up to the standard, to the standard of righteousness. So the Panam, the Sefer Makdeh, the Panam Yofos is the Perish HaChumash that the same person wrote. But the Panam Yofos, the, uh, the Sefer Makdeh, the Sefer Makdeh says there's this conversation with the Kaddish Bochum in which Avraham Avinu is valiantly trying to bring Chesed, the Chesed of Mishpat, into the world at that time. And so Avraham Avinu plays a real role. You can't explain this Sukim as being somehow Avramavinu did understand or he didn't understand or he thought or he didn't think or he was chutzpah or he didn't have chutzpah. Avramavinu had a job. Avramavinu had a job. He had to, he had to uh, uh, demand a certain kind of attitude from heaven to earth. And even though Sodom was entirely going to be destroyed, what Avramavinu ended up teaching us according to the Sefer Maknev was that there's Mishpat Shodin and there's also Mishpat Shod Chesed. And the Chesed has to be applied judiciously, of course, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, 50 tzaddikim will save them, 45 will save them, 40. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said always that this principle of Mishpat of Chesed will override the other principle, which is that if more, most of the people are wicked, then all the people get the same punishment. Okay, have a good Shabbos.